0: Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as his people. In this episode, we will learn how Christ is prophetically revealed in the Jewish celebration of Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights and the Feast of Dedication. The story of Hanukkah takes place about 200 years before the birth of Christ, during the time of the Second Temple in Jerusalem. A small group of Israelites led by a family of Aaronic priests called the Maccabees had risen against their Greek Syrian oppressors in what is called the Maccabean Revolt. The word Maccabee is an acronym for the verse in Exodus 15, where it says, Mi kamocha ba'elim Hashem, meaning who is like you among the heavenly powers, O God. It also represents the initial letters of the Maccabean leader's name, Matiziyahu, Kohen ben Yohanan. And lastly, Maccabee is the Hebrew word for hammer, makav. This rebellion was not just a fight against a foreign occupying presence but more a spiritual battle against the Hellenization and assimilation of the Jewish people into Greek culture and idolatry. The sacrifice of pigs had desecrated the temple, and the priests had become ritually impure by their exposure to men who had died in battle. Rededication of the temple and the sanctification of the priests, the Kohanim, would require seven days according to Mosaic law. During which the menorah, the eternal lamp, would need to burn continuously. Upon recapturing the temple, the priests discovered there was just one crucible of pure olive oil, enough to burn for one day. Nevertheless, they filled the menorah cups and lit the lamps with the small amount of oil they had found. Miraculously, the oil in the cups of the menorah kept it burning for eight days. It was enough time for the priests to purify themselves after which they could prepare more oil to keep the eternal lamp burning beyond the eight days. And so for this reason, the Hanukkah menorah has eight candles as opposed to the seven that were prescribed for the temple. The prophets and rabbis of the ancient judicial courts added seven additional commandments during the first millennium after the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. Included in this list is the festival of Hanukkah and the commandment to kindle the Hanukkah lights as it was enacted on the first anniversary of the victory of the Maccabees over the Greek army in the year 139 BC. We know that the number seven in scripture is spiritually significant. As we read in Revelation chapter 4, it says, And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Within our created world, the number seven represents the fullness of time. For in seven days, the heavens and the earth and all their host were made. Seven is therefore the number that represents the completion of God's work in the creation. But the number eight is also spiritually significant, even transcendent as we will see in a moment. The rabbis of the Talmud have differing opinions about the precise nature of the miracle of Hanukkah. Some say the oil was provided supernaturally, while others say the fire itself was supernatural. God's commandment for the eternal flame required natural elements of olive oil and fire. So a miracle that substituted these natural elements for supernatural ones would violate God's law. Therefore, these two rabbinic opinions are invalidated by Scripture. The only acceptable answer is that the olive oil burned with a real flame, but at the same time, it did not burn. Like the burning bush witnessed by Moses, it was on fire, but not consumed by the flames. To understand this miracle, we turn to the narrative of the Talmud. It says, When they brought the ark that Moses crafted into the Holy holies in the temple of King Solomon, Even though the total width of the Holy of Holies was only 20 cubits, nevertheless the Ark had 10 cubits of space between it and the wall in every direction. We read in 1 Kings chapter 6, and it is written in the description of Solomon's temple, and before the sanctuary which was 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in breadth. The place before the sanctuary is referring to the Holy of Holies. It was 20 by 20 cubits. If there were 10 cubits of space on either side of the Ark, it appears that the Ark itself occupied no space. So, how is this possible? How can something physically occupy space in our temporal realm, but at the same time not occupy it? This mystery suggests the underlying miracle. A real flame burned with real olive oil for 8 days, but at the same time the oil did not burn. In other words, this miracle transcended our physical realm. So how does all this correlate to Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel? Yeshua said, My kingdom is not of this world. Therefore, He is the transcendent one born in the natural, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one who is beyond time, even beyond our created world itself. And yet, He walked in our shoes and suffered with us. But there is more. We know that the spiritual and natural worlds oppose even war against each other. Why is this? Well, because the law of nature is about self-preservation of our flesh. But the law of the Spirit gives us eternal life and has set us free from the law of sin and death. Yeshua is the ultimate fulfillment of this law. As we read in Matthew 20, says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. The number eight points to a transcendent realm, that of another dimension, a spiritual world that exists within our physical realm, but at the same time does not appear to exist. And likewise, Yeshua is also beyond our temporal reality, unless He opens our eyes to see the miracle. As we read in Luke chapter 24, it says, So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. The story of Hanukkah is not part of the canonized Old Testament. And still, Rabbi Yeshua visited the temple during the feast of dedication and revealed himself as the Christ, the anointed one of Israel. He is the light of the world and the light of all men, so it was appropriate for him to be revealed during Hanukkah, the festival of lights. The Hebrew word Hanukkah means dedication or induction, and can be traced to Hanukkah Tamizbeach, meaning the dedication of the altar. This was a term used in the inauguration of the tabernacle of Moses. After the Maccabees defeated the Greeks and drove them from Judea, And finding that much of the temple, including the altar, had been defiled and used for idolatry, the Maccabees buried the defiled stones and built a new altar. And so, Hanukkah in part celebrates the physical rededication of the holy temple and altar in Jerusalem. The root of the word Hanukkah is Hanu, which means they rested. In the book of Daniel, chapter 12, we read, But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. The books of Daniel and Revelation directly correlate to each other, and Yeshua himself quoted Daniel when asked by his disciples about the end times, what is called eschatology. If we were to count the number of days from the beginning of what is called the 70th week of Daniel, which is the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, we would find that the 335th day in the Hebrew calendar falls exactly 75 days after the Day of Atonement. And it falls precisely on the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah. This alignment of time is not a coincidence, but rather a prophetic implication of the future Messianic promises for Israel. We can also conclude that this feast represents the beginning of the Millennial Kingdom. And for this reason God commanded that the sons of the covenant, Jewish boys, are circumcised on the eighth day and not the seventh. And we who are in Christ have become the temple of the living God, circumcised in the heart by the burning fire of the Holy Spirit. And when Yeshua returns for us, we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And as promised to Daniel, we also shall enter our eternal rest in Christ. Our sages proclaim that the Hanukkah menorah symbolizes an extension of the golden lampstand that stood in the temple. And for this reason, the Hanukkah lights are considered holy. And unlike the other vessels in the temple, The golden lampstand was not used in the formal priestly ceremonies. It was simply there to illuminate and to adorn the house of God and to remind us that God is eternal and that He is the light of all men. Our sages also proclaimed blessings associated with lighting the Hanukkah candles. They emphasized that the greater blessing was on the placement of the menorah in a window or a door viewable to the public to proclaim the miracle of God. Yeshua made a similar proclamation when he said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 5, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So therefore, the story of Hanukkah is a prophetic revelation of the return of Christ and the rebuilding and rededication of his earthly temple in Jerusalem. But more significantly, it is the restoration and rededication of the Jewish people as God's bride. Israel is to become a kingdom of priests, as the Lord promised, and the nations of the earth have been invited to share in this covenant relationship with Israel by joining her as one new man in Christ to become one people of God. This group of believers represents the great assembly, the ecclesia, every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And together with Israel, we have been purified, made white and refined. And may we enter His eternal rest and may His eternal light burn forever in our hearts. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.